What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another eight. Sorry. Welcome back to another episode of Trying 20. It's your girl, Brett Brett on a track. We have, none, <laughs> we have none other than Theon, Mr. Yeah. Mayo on the line. Woo. Hey, y'all. And then we got a special guest with us. Um, this is our second time having a special guest. I feel like we always say we want special guests. But we haven't really had many. We've only had Shalanda in the past. Yes, so we, we have, have some more. But yeah. Right. Like, I, I feel like we should get more into that. Like, you know, have more people on the show. Definitely. But today we have a very special guest, someone who is very knowledgeable about the topic that we are delving into on today. And I just wanted to go ahead and give him a quick introduction. We have none other than Caleb on the line with us as well. Yay! Caleb, introduce yourself to our audience. And welcome. Hey everyone, um, as Brittany said, my name is Caleb. Um, I am friends with Dion. Yeah. We met back in college and by you know circumstance I got to know Brittany as well. Um, and I flourish and they called me and they invited me to be on the show and talk with you all a little bit today and I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yes, what we are so happy. We are so happy to have my friend Caleb here. Um, Caleb is knowledgeable on the topic that we're going to be talking about today. So I know a lot of the times me and Britt get up here and we share our opinions, which is cool. But right. Caleb actually got the numbers. Right, <laughs> so right. I'm excited to hear what he has to say today. Thank you, Caleb. Well, the question really is: is do we really have the numbers? Um, well, you know, <laughs> the, the the numbers are oftentimes skewed; they're not necessarily accurate. So, we're going to give some numbers, but just take into consideration that they may not be the most accurate um, numbers. But, Brittany, I heard you ask mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah, um, I am a PhD student at the Ohio State University. Um, so, I'm working on getting my PhD in human development and family sciences, and I'm specializing in couple medical and family therapy. Mm, love that. So we all need a good therapist in our life. Okay, I might be calling you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, love it. And y'all see why? I, I feel like y'all should already know just based off of what he said. He's studying why we asked him to join this episode. Um. So today's topic mm. is. I guess I should I just give the title and then explain why we chose that based off of the topic. Yeah. So today today's episode is called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Mm-hmm. And what we mean and what we're planning on delving into um, is really just toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And then the we're gonna segue into the idea that, you know, as women we have we feel the need to perform and be superwoman like we, we feel as though we have to fill all of these roles in not just our home life but at work um with our families with our kids be the best daughter be the best sister be the best um wife the best mother um be betty crocker be the best cut and it, it, sometimes we have trouble saying oh we need help like mm. i can't do everything but because in our heads we tell ourselves oh like as someone's mom, as someone's friend, as someone's sister, I should be able to fill all these roles and do all these things, and we just can't. And it's hard for us to admit that not being able to serve in, like, 50 different roles doesn't mean that you're inadequate. Mm, right. So should we start with toxic masculinity, or should we start with the um, female struggle and that? 
I think we should go ahead with toxic masculinity, and I'm gonna pass the mic off to you, Dion, because that was something that you came up with, and I feel like it's a good topic that we should talk about. Okay, so yeah, um, <clears throat> toxic masculinity. As you guys have know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this term, um, but per Google, <clears throat> masculinity is <laughs> best defined by adherence to traditional male gender roles that consequently stigmatize and limit the emotion boys and men may comfortably express while elevating other emotions such as anger. So um, a lot of the times, especially in the black community, I feel like we see this on display. Um, boys are taught while they're um, being raised to not express, you know, those more sensitive or more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quote unquote, feminine yeah. um, traits of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerable. Especially, vulnerable. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Especially as it pertains to um, emotions and stuff like that. And that comes up in social settings, uh, business settings, uh, just in their life period. Um, and I feel like that leads to somewhat of a mental, uh, not breakdown, a mental, it's problematic mentally for their mentals, right? So when a guy is going through something, he's still, he's still expected to, I guess, kind of endure it and yeah. chuck it up and not show those emotions when sometimes you need to let out a good cry. Yeah. You need to let out a good cry. Right. It's it's healing in emotions, I feel like. And um also with that, I feel like a lot of guys don't want to seek therapy because that is more of like I'm being a vulnerable like I'm being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um there was an example of this that I was thinking about. Oh, so I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, right? Okay. And <clears throat> It's real good, but if y'all know, um, Juicedora and her husband, Ralph, is on the show, and he exhibits toxic masculinity traits is crazy. Like, they're in therapy, but he's completely kind of like, he has a wall up against it, and it's almost like he expects his woman to treat him a certain type of way because he is the man. Mm-hmm. It, it just kind of makes him seem like less of a man to me. Mm-hmm. And then also it shows how his upbringing, like seeing that generations and generations and generations, it's, he's so, you know how you can look at somebody and tell that they're so, like, they're so locked in what they believe. Yeah. And they're very stubborn. Yeah. I feel like that plays a part in toxic masculinity too. So, um, I don't know. Have you ever seen it, like, maybe in your family or... Maybe your intermediate family, because I know my dad definitely exhibits a lot of those traits, not to put him out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think those traits have a tendency of stemming or or showing themselves more privately, privately, privately (laughs) in (laughs) older generations. um, Because I think that was just like the societal norm, you know, those social um, gender roles that were very explicit back in the day. Um, Right. And I, I was going to ask, so, I, you know, I personally, um, I think there has been a recent rise in toxic masculinity with this idea of the alpha male. And I'm listening. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I love men. I love a man's man. I love, right. you know, I love strong, a strong male presence. But I think 
that this has been like a recurring trend. I think it really skyrocketed um, with Kevin Samuels when he started mm-hmm. making these videos. I think it mm-hmm. became something that was like just, you know, blowing up within the male race. Right. Um, There's a lot of conversations regarding alpha males and it was like alpha males versus feminism and like this huge debate. And I think, I, you know, at one point I was talking to a guy um, who was someone who considered themselves an alpha male. And I think there's a lot of things that he would say, like, even as you're talking, Dan, that like, it's just coming back to my mind. Like, I remember he was saying, oh, as a man, like when he's around a group of men, like you're, you're not supposed to show emotion. And mm-hmm. it's like, he would show emotion. It's like, people would be like, look at you and be like, what, are you a girl? Be a man, you know, like, tighten yeah. up. Are you crying? Be a man. Are you, are you a woman? Why are you eating a salad? Be a man. Like, I, <laughs> I, I vividly remember, like, what are you watching your weight? Are you on a diet? Be a man. Like, I just vividly right. remember those conversations and not really having much of a response to it. I think because it was just something that to me, I just can't really fathom, mm-hmm. like having to act in a way or deny yourself um, things like certain foods or certain emotions like just denying yourself and suppressing it because you don't want to appear as something that you're not when those emotions and eating certain things is just those are like very normal human things to do and you can only imagine what that does to somebody mentally right like not not being able or not feeling like they're able to kind of like broadcast those emotions yeah. when they have them. Even with your closest friends, like if you're struggling, you should be able to say, hey, I'm struggling. You should be able to have a moment um, where you just need to cry. It, I, I can understand not wanting to do that um, publicly. I can understand not wanting to do that around certain people. But like you should at least have your core people. Like I remember asking him like would you ever show that those emotions with your significant other or your spouse mm-hmm. and it was a hard no. And, mm. like, I, I think at one point he has said that he would rather um, show those emotions if he's going to show it to another one close guy friend versus like mm. his spouse and that blew me like I just couldn't understand and it was just a matter of as a man a woman should not see a man's emotion mm. <laughs> got it twisted I feel like a lot of women like when their men tap into that sensitive right. side and right. also show their masculinity and also be like that hard, I guess that quote unquote hard person. But also you're able to show some emotions. Like don't nobody want no brick wall. Nobody no, wants that. Not at all. I think so. love is different when both parties are vulnerable and open. Yes. Um, it's healthier that way. I don't think it's healthy to suppress your emotions, period. So I think if you're someone who is an alpha male, you're you're and you're going off of this mentality of suppressing emotions and not being vulnerable and performing like it sounds like a very much performative mentality i feel like off gate to even consider a relationship you're already starting off wrong you're already coming from a place of toxicity and that's mm-hmm. going to you know bubble over into your relationship but like we've been talking a lot <laughs> Caleb, yeah. what do you think I think that you all are bringing up some really good, you know, points and facts. And so the only like initial reaction I'm having to it is that oftentimes I feel like men don't know how to articulate their emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I think to some of like the clients that I see or um, stories that are told and about how the male will say, oh, I'm mad or I feel Mm -hmm. bad. But Mm -hmm. there's this thing called like the feelings will 
Mm. where there's like the seven on, emotions but then there's so many other emotions and feelings that are really the true feeling of what mm. anger is so I could say that I'm angry but in reality I'm really feeling betrayed or I feel wow. yeah. violated I feel jealous but mm-hmm. because I don't know those bigger emotions right. because I'm not emotionally intelligent um, mm. I'm simply just saying oh I'm angry wow. and so then like um, Brittany was saying how you know you want your man to express these emotions mm-hmm. when they say they're angry Brittany for example or women in general may be more familiar with saying oh you're feeling betrayed you know because mm-hmm. they know those deeper emotions other wow. than the primary ones we're taught mm. I think that is so problematic in the sense that like let's say it is a romantic relationship and you feel as though like let's say you and your partner are clashing or you did something that your partner didn't like and the only emotion that they know to articulate that they didn't like something is anger and Mm -hmm. it's like I can't properly correct or love you properly um based off of if that's all you know how to show right right like your the emotion Mm -hmm. that you're giving me is not what you're feeling so even if I try to correct it um it may not even be corrected properly because you haven't taps into and you're not in touch with the real um, root of the emotion that you're feeling like you're yeah. angry so I'm thinking oh, I'm just not going to do that again that makes him angry when really mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like really it's like oh no actually I just kind of feel um, a little sensitive about that topic okay well we can work around that it's not so much right. angry exactly. but maybe we just need to nurture that a little bit more than just avoid it altogether Um, And I feel like that's why there's so many cases of like verbal and domestic abuse and like physical abuse stemming coming from a male because that violence or that aggression to them means power or it means Mm -hmm. like I'm the man of the house like this is my domain but really that's not a proper way obviously to I guess get across your get your point across to somebody you know what I mean Yeah. like your partner is not going to love you anymore for putting your hands on them they're not going to love you anymore for verbally assaulting them and I feel like men kind of don't a lot of men not all men some men don't get that so I don't know and then also you toxic masculinity I feel like would show up in all areas in your life right Mm -hmm. so you as a male I feel like I hate to take it there but because I feel like we talked to some good stuff but this is good too like I feel like even in the bedroom like you wouldn't want to try our um experiment with certain things because yeah. you feel like well that's a little bit too uh, yeah 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 nah. no that's true that's that's very yeah true. so that's you're limiting from... yourself yeah in every part or every facet of your life because you want to be this this alpha male like you were saying so yeah. i don't know so i have a question for you caleb mm-hmm. so in instances um ugh, sorry um well, you have a client who you recognize is dealing with um, some toxic masculinity that he was, you know, as a child was raised with. Like, how do you address that with them and, like, help them understand, like, okay, um, I know that the only emotion that you've been allowed to show all your life has been that of anger. Um, how do you convince them or show them or teach them like healthy ways of expressing their emotions because I think it's kind of hard to tell an alpha male and I don't want to paint the picture that all alpha males or men who are alpha males 
are like abusive mm-hmm. but how do you I guess explain to them in, in terms where they'll be able to grasp the fact that they can show emotion and then not come across as feminine the biggest thing is just talking about the stigma so I mean um, obviously we've identified that on this podcast and even as a culture I feel like we're starting to become more aware of like mm-hmm. the stigma of both emotional intelligence mental mm-hmm. health in general mm-hmm. um, toxic masculinity so it's it's starting to be talked about um, there's a lot of controversy like you mentioned er- earlier um, and things like that so I think that that is playing a role in it and if they're in therapy more times out of 10 you know they're starting to take that first step of destigmatizing what has been taught what has been associated with what it means mm-hmm. to be a man what it means to be masculine so that first step has already been taken right nine times out of ten once i have them in the therapy space it really comes down to what we therapists call a psychoeducation so educating the individual on a certain topic so in this instance it would be emotions yeah. um, and so one of the greatest tools that I use is called the feelings wheel which is like um, it's a chart it shows like an inner circle that's divided into seven the seven primary emotions mm-hmm. and then there's a second layer that'll kind of say okay well this is what that emotion could potentially be this is probably what's causing that anger that sadness you to feel bad um, those are like three out of the seven that come to mind immediately. And then the outer ring takes it a step further and says, okay, well, this is how you could potentially really be feeling. Mm. So once they see like that wheel of emotion, they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that there were all these emotions to really describe um, how I'm feeling. So really it's kind of like a mm-hmm. aha moment for them because they're like, wow, this is really how I was feeling, but I didn't know right. how to express that. Um, and then once they're like, okay, well, now that I know this, now that I know how to define it, how to articulate it, I'm willing to put in the work to better understand this mm-hmm. feeling. So if it's a feeling, uh, for example, abandonment. So, you know, mm-hmm. getting to the real issue, you start talking about, okay, well, when did you first feel the abandonment? Um, who caused the abandonment feeling mm-hmm. and things like that. So once you have that first layer peeled back, you know, you get to go deeper and deeper and ultimately get to that place of healing, which is the ultimate goal, of course. Mm. It's about the education of it all. Mm-hmm. Like people just are just, they're unaware. And I feel like, let me ask you this too. I feel like it's different within the LGBT umbrella. I feel like a lot of gay men are, you know, whatever you identify as under the LGBT <laughs> umbrella, <clears throat> they don't display that that toxic masculinity as much now they do have certain traits but it's almost like they do the research and they actually work towards you know that more emotional side of them despite having the same upbringing as a heterosexual male or a cisgendered male have you noticed like maybe a a difference there Mm. I cannot like confidently say yes. I feel mm-hmm. like 
in both aspects, regardless of whether they define as straight or whether they define as um, LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. I would say that you know, really, it just goes back to what the upbringing is. So where right. they're allowed to show emotions in their home, and I will say that sometimes I found like working with clients who are questioning their identity mm-hmm. um, or who are open about their identity is that they've often been forced to repress those emotions because Mm -hmm. they've already been struggling with the piece of identity especially within the black culture and things like Mm -hmm. that then you have to add that it goes back to intersectionality so religion does that play a factor in it who are they being um, raised by in their home? Different things wow. like that. So there's a lot of different factors that I feel yeah. play into whether they're emotionally intelligent. That's just, I, and I hate saying intelligent, <laughs> but that's right. the that's the that's the correct term for it. I don't want y'all to take offense to it. Just to add that disclaimer out there, but um, just if they're aware of their emotions is how I'll say it. For, for hopefully yeah. now um really comes back to again like you said whether it was a toxic environment for them whether they've experienced some form of trauma whether they've been forced to repress their true emotions and feelings or if it was supported and encouraged so i think that it doesn't necessarily have to do with sexuality mm-hmm. um so again in essence i cannot confidently say yes or no because i've seen yeah. it from both individuals so it's like every everybody. So you can't generalize it. Everybody's case, I guess, is unique. Correct. Okay, got you, got you. Whew. So I have a question for both Dion and Caleb. Mm-hmm. As men, mm-hmm. um, have you guys experienced? Okay, so maybe it's two a part, like a two part question. One, mm-hmm. have you guys experienced? Um, toxic masculinity in your lives like maybe in your early childhood or you know just those implications that you should be acting a certain way as men and if you have how has that affected you as you've matured in your communication style your relationships Mm -hmm. relationships, like how has that affected you I would say yes Uh, definitely in communication as far as like when you're in a relationship or even with just anybody in general like I feel like I've been less inclined, like, in the past to hear a person out and actually have a a mature exchange, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where I'm listening and then responding rather than just kind of responding. Mm-hmm. And then also um, are just lashing out and just saying what I have to say. And then also, I feel like what I've seen as toxic mas- masculinity growing up is very subtle. So it would be like, oh, boys aren't supposed to wash the dishes or... Um, you're supposed to like wear your clothes this way like you can't wear this our boys aren't supposed to get manicures and pedicures and mm-hmm. actually have self-care for themselves and um, like all of that was kind of deemed as why are you doing that you don't have to do all of that or you shouldn't be doing that so it was more subtle but also I've seen like the more aggressive side of a male too growing up and how obviously being I guess naturally the stronger one mm-hmm. that that felt more powerful for a man or you could see it on their face that they felt some type of uh what's the word I'm looking for they felt some type of I guess power they felt powerful powerful displaying that so mm, yeah I've seen it all <laughs> some of it all here go my nephew 
<laughs> what about you, Caleb? Yeah. Um, so answer to part one. Yes, I have experienced toxic masculinity um, growing up. And then even, I mean, still currently, um, I'm one of two males in the entire program. I'm one, the only male in my cohort. Mm. Oh, wow. um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm still experiencing it to this day. As far as like how I respond to it. Um, I typically choose, you know, different ways to respond to it. So sometimes, you know, I feel like there's opportunity for me to educate. So I step into like mm-hmm. the role of an educator to say, well, in reality, you know, this is how I choose to express this emotion. This is how I choose to handle this particular situation. Um, and then there's other times where, you know, I just kind of suppress the feelings, the emotions and I process it on my own terms, you know? So I feel like I do it in multiple different ways. I don't always feel like I have to be that educator, but I feel like a lot of times we allow the toxic masculinity to continue because we don't address that it is. So individuals aren't always aware that what they said was toxic masculinity Mm. being perpetuated. They don't necessarily understand that by me making this statement or me making this judgment that that's you know furthering the stigma so sometimes yes i will address it and then other times like i said i just say do i have the energy and the space today to deal with this or is it something that really isn't that deep for me to go into and then too like it's so like deeply ingrained i feel like in a lot of us that we don't even realize like when we're being wow yeah when you're uh, doing it yeah mm-hmm. so I, I feel like I can acknowledge, like, after after the fact that, oh, that was kind of like, you're doing too much. Like, you was definitely displaying some toxic masculinity in that moment. But in the moment, because of upbringing and stuff like that, like, it just kind of comes out. <laughs> it just kind of <laughs> comes out. And then after the fact, you're like, ooh, that was not good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, this is just, like, this conversation is making me think about, um... Even just like a personal experience that I had um, with someone who was or who is an alpha male. Um, mm-hmm. I remember he would say things like in regards to women or the women that he would prefer to date. Like he always wanted a woman who was womanly or feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always this conversation of um, women who try to be men not in the sense mm, of transgender mm-hmm. or believing that they're men, men but he, he it was always this conversation that women like to take the role or fill the role that is the role of a man mm-hmm. um whether it's in their Quote, dating unquote. relationships right like i they're com- coming across too strong you know the alpha female mm-hmm. um and how women shouldn't be alpha females like there shouldn't be a conversation of that and alpha females are not feminine Mm-hmm. Um, so then it's like it raises this question in this conversation of okay like what exactly defines feminism and it's almost mm-hmm. like what you were talking about Dion when you said um, it was not a man's job or a boy's job to wash mm-hmm. dishes like it was a woman's job to wash the dishes um, mm-hmm. the boys will, their chores are to be outside work like cutting the grass and you know taking care of the outside of the house and taking the trash out um, Right. so that makes me just think about like um, as a woman, am I considered unfeminine or am I less feminine if I am someone who is a career woman? Mm-hmm. Is you know what I'm saying like takes care of the house too, but also go, goes out and hangs out with her friends and mm-hmm. um, doesn't need a man, is financially stable, has 
toxic or does toxic masculinity um, cancel out the modern day woman where she does everything? Mm. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if that question yeah. makes sense. I feel like, I think it does make sense. And I feel like the female is powerful. Like, it's crazy. It's so crazy because I feel like a woman has the ability to not only encompass everything that's deemed as quote unquote, you know, a male or what a man should mm-hmm. be doing, but a woman really intimidate or threaten a man. And this is yeah. where I feel like men become so fragile because right. it's almost, there's a term for that too. I can't even think of the term right now. But um, men are so fragile in that way because they're easily intimidated by a woman doing what a woman can and has the capacity to do. I'm like, as humans, we can all kind of do the same things to a certain extent, right? So right. It's almost like when a woman steps into that realm of, oh, she's working. Oh, she's um, she's she's not only taking out the trash, but she's also cooking and washing the dishes too. Right. Oh, she's bearing a child. Oh. How, and doing so without the man right how is she doing all of these things and she doesn't have a man there is this conversation I think and I'm like this is like making me think about that like even something that was said to me like we're trying to get rid of man and men in modern day society there is no place for a masculine man in today's society Caleb do you think that that's true like with the modern day woman who is very right. capable of taking care of herself um <laughs> like one of the things like I remember being told to me the role of a man is to be a woman's protector um, women these days um, alpha females those who are feminists do not feel they need a man to protect them um, mm-hmm. do you feel in this day and age there is a mentality of canceling men altogether and like just not, not a need for men in today's society mm-hmm. That's a loaded question, Brittany. (laughs) But my initial answer is no. Um, And I want to say no because I feel that there is space and opportunity for men and women to coexist. Yeah. Um, It's really just a matter of the man understanding what the woman is looking to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes I feel like, you know, for example, Brittany, when I think about you being in a relationship, Mm -hmm. um, like in my head I'm not, I don't know anything about your relationship <laughs> but when I envision it I'm like okay Brittany is pretty confident she knows mm-hmm. she's a go-getter she knows who she is so she can bring something to the table right. which is great that's what I would expect you know in my normality of what I expect from a man and a woman right. but then I understand that you're also going to be with a male again this is me creating um (laughs) your relationship who also (laughs) brings something to the table who is the role that you kind of expressed and the protector and the things like that (laughs) and so he's kind of going to say you know Brittany I got this like take a step back let me come up into this role but it's not a thing of oh as a woman Brittany cannot do it it's that Brittany chooses to do it but her man is going to step up and do that right kind of where I see like I said that coexisting piece is kind of allowing yourself to step up and step back where you kind of want and need to Mm -hmm. so there may be some days I mean even going back to like mental health 
which is our topic for today, mm-hmm. where as a woman, you may have to step up and provide for your man because he's not doing well today. Right. right. Um, or as a woman, you know, you don't feel like washing the dishes. You don't feel like cooking dinner. You don't have the I'm mental exhausted. capacity to do it. You're exhausted. Absolutely. Right. So man steps up and says and if he can't cook okay let me run to the grocery store (laughs) let me run and pick up takeout you know to take away that stress and give that relief so I feel like it's really a balancing act and I think that's where we're moving towards as a society Mm -hmm. but not Mm -hmm. necessarily eliminating the man um, and you know those traditional values it's kind of now there's right. fluidity to it to yeah. where men yeah. can do it women can do it that's the word and there's acceptance mm-hmm. to it you know it's yeah. okay for a woman to do this it's okay for a man to do this and we're going to find that healthy balance between the two right like, it's definitely about i guess respect and communication mm-hmm. and collaboration like y'all have mm-hmm. to work because i've seen many cases i feel like where the woman is actually doing most of the work they're taking care of the family that she's making more and the men are more like uh, stay at home dads <laughs> are <laughs> like they'll stay home and take care of the kids but the women the woman steps in I guess mass more masculine role, mm-hmm. but they they have an understanding, so it works. And somehow, what works in your relationship? Yeah, what works for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were right, Caleb. I, I definitely, <laughs> I love me. Like I said, I love a masculine man, I love a man's man, but I also want a man who is able to express emotion. I think if you are unable to express emotion properly. And you're masking it under the umbrella of, oh, I'm not supposed to because I am a man. I think that is a sign of um, toxicness. And I think it's unhealthy. And that's not something, mm-hmm. that's, those aren't traits that I seek to have in a relationship. I feel like you can very much be masculine without it being to- toxic. You can very much be masculine without, um, not, without, well, and be able to express your emotions properly. Right. Um, and I, I think that I can see where some men may feel threatened in their positions in society. And I think that's where all of this toxic masculinity at this point, like this um, rage of it, this, this rise of it, I think that is, um, I feel like it, I really do feel like it started with Kevin Samuels and the videos that he would make. Um, I think they mm-hmm. ha- men have felt threatened in their positions mm-hmm. um, so there has been a need for hyper toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um, but I think men should realize that you can be masculine it's a huge turn on to a woman like me <laughs> okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but also show emotion and express emotion right so masculine not toxic masculinity exactly not fragile masculinity right but yeah got you got you got you okay well um we're about at that hour mark you guys so (laughs) i know keep going on but um, can you come back for our next recording so we can talk about part two absolutely yeah do we have any closing remarks on the topic or anything like that Maybe Caleb, I, I want you to really like emphasize the importance of maybe seeking yeah. help when you, when when you're in a certain situation or circumstance. What are some yeah. tell, what are some tell signs that you feel? Yeah, if you are a man or you're a woman mm-hmm. in a relationship with a man, and you they may you may think that you're exhibiting some toxic masculinity. What are some telltale signs that you need to go ahead and you know maybe get some therapy? Um, 
So I will say that, you know, there's different forms of therapy. Let's put that out there first and foremost. There's different ways to, you know, find interventions and ways to cope with the different stressors of life. Um, And so I feel like some of the just like warning signs, I guess you can call them, or um, symptoms that you may see how they present is um, like changes in personal hygiene, so maybe Mm. showering less, um, not being in the shower as long, or Mm. um, um, not brushing their teeth, things like that. So, you know, different personal hygiene things. Um, Mm. Eating is going to be something to take note of as Mm. well. So, are they eating more? Are they eating less? Are they binge eating? Um, Speaking Mm. of binging, that could bring you to substance use, so are they um, using substances to cope do you see them using those more often or, or and I'm saying this from the female perspective but this is also stuff that you can take awareness of for yourself mm-hmm. as a male um, sleeping so are you sleeping more are you feeling exhausted all the time are you sleeping less having difficulty with your sleeping how is your libido are you having a high sex drive are you not sexually active and okay with that um different things like so there's a lot of different factors um, right it kind of be those different warning signs that okay maybe this stress is getting to a point to where it's out of control and it's affecting me physically um, at this point not just emotionally so oftentimes obviously um, especially as men we go back to that toxic masculinity thing we learn how to cope those different emotions how to not express them mm-hmm. but once you start to see these signs it's kind of like okay maybe I do need to intervene maybe I do need to seek um, counseling maybe I do need to um, beyond not to put you out there but start journaling right um, mm-hmm. um, so you're doing different things so there's all types of um, different activities that you can do to kind of cope and process with these different feelings and emotions right and i'm sure it doesn't have to be like as drastic as you're not taking like showers or anything like that right like as just simply like as a precautionary measure i feel like um it's, it's okay to seek therapy anyway you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like we said before like a lot of us don't are like as men a lot of us don't see that toxic traits that we're displaying and so maybe a therapist or somebody like a counselor or somebody else to can help you identify that in your life without you even realizing it's there. You know what I mean? So just moving forward as a better person, as a mentally better person, yeah, as an emotionally better person, <laughs> and like just treating people with more respect and better that way. I think it's it's good too. But yeah, um, I think one more thing, Dion. I know you want to wrap it up, but you made you brought up a really good, good point, mm-hmm. and that's to bring up the difference between mental health and mental illness. Right. So there is mental health, which is kind of like, okay, right. you're, you're more of that preventative cause. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me go to therapy before it gets too severe or before mm. it becomes too drastic. Whereas mental illness is an actual diagnosis. Um, yeah. And you need different forms of treatment, whether that be medication, therapy, um, involuntary commitment, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. So mental health is important. And then mm-hmm. the more proactive you are in that, you can potentially prevent some of the mental illnesses that um, are associated with mental health. Right. Great. Anything else, Britt? I think just one last statement. I think what's important to just take note of, I think we as women often feel as though we have to perform. 
but men feel that too. Mm-hmm. Men feel that same mm-hmm. pressure to have to perform and be okay. Like, and, and, and I don't want people to listen to this episode and think that we're just attacking men who are masculine. That's not it at all. If anything, I feel as though we're reaching out to those who feel as though they have a role to play and have to be hyper-masculine um, and could potentially be neglecting their mental health. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think no one should be and I, and I get it. I get wanting to be on your P's and Q's. I get having a goal for yourself and having a certain standard for the way that you carry yourself. I get that. Um, but I think it's very important that we're mindful of when we are performing and the manner in which we are performing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, um, if there's nothing else, I want to close out. Um, first, before we do that, I would like to Thank everybody that came onto our live um, when we did our Instagram live. I Thank know. For the support. That was great. I cannot wait it for was. our next live, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, I loved our live. We will be doing another one soon. So mm-hmm. please make sure you're which I am going to tag underneath this episode. Um, I would like to thank my bestie, Caleb, once again. Thank you so much, Caleb. Wow, this is amazing. This yes, has thank been y'all a for really having me. Yes, of course. And you coming back. But this has been a really good conversation. I feel like um, I can't wait for part two. Me neither. I actually learned. This is the first time yes. we've had a conversation where I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Didn't right. That. I learned a lot in this episode. So thank you so much, Caleb, for coming. Yeah, the feelings wheel, the, right. the mental illness versus mental. Yes, go ahead. Now, I love all of it. Um, yeah, so I love topics like this. Um, hopefully you guys liked it as well. Please make sure you are staying tuned and come back next week. <clears throat> next week mm-hmm. when we Praise do God. our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if there's anything, nothing else, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.